0: This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat
1: with Rosehill.
0: 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Presented by Skip and PointSpec Canada. It's the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Alberga and Jay Rosehill with you. What's up, Rosie? How are you on this Wednesday?
1: I'm good, dude. A little nervous of that Rosie tweets. I see at the bottom there, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll get by.
0: Yeah. So for everybody listening and watching uh, for the most part, I do put together the segments for our show. And as we started about a month and a half ago, I would say a segment called Rosie tweets. Cause if you're not following Jay on Twitter, what the fuck are you doing? Rosie, what's your Twitter again, by the way? There it is.
1: I'm not sure. It's oh, on JD
0: there you go. There you go. So follow along on Twitter Rosie just goes like he'll go off the beaten path some days. And it's great. It's fantastic. It happens late at night usually. I don't know if the uh what the correlation is at that time of night, but the tweets are pretty damn good. So what I like to do for this segment, we usually roll on this segment maybe a couple times a month, maybe three times a month. We'll see if it becomes a weekly thing in the next year. But I'll pull a tweet and I'll have Jay sort of respond to like his mindset when said tweet went out and you were on fire this past weekend, a little matinee affair. So that's, that's maybe where I'm going. I I won't hint too much on this (laughs) though, right? We'll see. We'll see. I'll do my best. Yeah. You've, uh, you've been on fire out there and uh, I've been watching like a Hawkeye, like I'm Elon Musk. So uh, watch out. Rosie tweets is coming up. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs nation 401 on YouTube. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed to our show, and our platform. What are you doing at the Leafs Nation 401? Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. So if you're listening in podcast form right now, chances are you are subscribed. Leafs Morning Take, all you have to search wherever you find your podcast, and you'll find our beautiful podcast at the Leafs Nation 401 again on YouTube. And don't forget to visit the LeafsNation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs in about 45 minutes or so. I'll have my pregame write up. Leading up to tonight's game against the Florida Panthers, the second time in six days, the third of four meetings between these two squads this season here in the Atlantic Division. Mm -hmm. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. and We'll get to it later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. All right, Rosie. So it's the Leafs and the Panthers second time in the last six days. Again, as mentioned, third time of four this season. But I like this opportunity for the Leafs to have a chance to bury last year's President's Trophy winners. They're reeling right now. I suppose they're fighting for their playoff lives. But is that called fighting when you've lost four in a row? Yeah,
1: they're shitting the bed right now. No doubt about <laughs> it. It's uh, It's a big fall from grace. President's Trophy winners last year looking like a big time cup contender. Really solid hockey team and then just like had nothing in the playoffs. Like I'd love to know what happened in that room. Uh, get swept in the first round, lose a bunch of their top players, and then they're just scratch, scratching and clawing right now for a wild card spot. That being said you're going to have a desperate team coming to Toronto here tonight and uh, give them a good game. So if they think uh, if Toronto's mind's not there, they're just not going to win the game. Florida has, has probably been getting reamed out lately. They're doing everything they yeah. can to figure out what the hell has been going on this week. And they're going to probably show up with a pretty decent effort unless everyone's quit in that locker room, which I just don't think happens very often in the NHL being the professionals that they are. I think they're going to bring a, an a game here tonight.
0: And your buddies with Nikki cousins, right? He's on that team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I when just, he was younger I just, yeah. sorry yeah he's just a hilarious dude man I lived right beside him for a while and he's quite the guy and made a hell of a career for himself and he's got a lot of rat in him he's not shown it as much as I thought maybe in that league but he's he's a character
0: I just wondered, um, and sorry to cut you off, like I just wondered more so from like when things went awry for this Panthers team and it dates back to a loss against Philadelphia. That was the first to four in a row. Then the second one, as you recall, was the Maple Leafs game. But more specifically, uh, maybe as somebody who has been in an NHL locker room, how much of an impact did that have the whole stall kerfuffle? They didn't want to wear the Pride Night jerseys. Do you think it had a big-time impact in the room and maybe caused some dissension?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, no? I think that's me- media-driven stuff, political-driven stuff. I mean, honestly, those guys have their plates full with hockey. They're not getting involved with pride jerseys and things like that. I mean, some guys are to the point where they say, you know what, I I just don't, I don't see the relevance of this, my religion, whatever. This doesn't yeah. have to do with hockey. And you make a stand, and in this day and age, if you make a stand against something with as much steam and – and power and cancel culture movement and everything that's going on. There's going to be some, some blowback. And uh, unfortunately this, this uh, society right now is very divided and there's people Mm -hmm. very passionate on certain subjects, people that are passionate on the other side of the same subjects. And I think, uh, you know, those guys don't get too involved with it for the most part. You like you said, they're reeling right now. They are trying to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs as far as what color their jersey is and the media getting mad at it and Twitter getting mad at it. They're not sitting there following it like we are. They're trying they're they've got their plate full with with hockey related activity. So I, I just don't believe that that outside distraction has gotten to the locker room and is any reason for the the bad play recently.
0: Hey, all, all, all I'll add is that Eric Stahl lied. He's like, I've never worn a Pride jersey, but you wore one in Montreal and they showed it online. So, buddy, get your story right. I, I just think that goes a long way in a room. And I think there's just added added heat to a team that's had a really, really disappointing season. And maybe I'm drawing too many comparisons and correlations as to why they've been struggling late. But again, this is dating back pre-that game as well. The game against Philadelphia. Austin Matthews is feeling good. Eight goals in the last ten games. Uh, Rosie, they'll go at 11-7 and seven once again tonight. Do you think it's time to start resting the big boys? I think to me that is the question moving forward. In the last nine regular season games, like in an ideal world, are you sitting Marner for one game? Are you sitting Matthews for one game? As we know, NHL players are a lot different than the NBA, where they don't want to play back to backs. They don't want to play any game for that matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't seem to want it too badly, do they? No, it, it's a tough, it's a tough call, man. Because I do know that when you go out and let's just say you're trying not to get hurt and you're you're kind of tiptoeing around in the corners and you're trying to kind of get out of the way of that shot and not block it when you're doing that stuff that's out of the ordinary you for some reason you just tend to get hurt you put yourself in kind of weird little positions and awkward situations and you're pulling up when you usually would be going straight through and you tend to just get hurt when you're trying not to and I don't want to start resting these players and taking them out of their comfort zone and taking them out of their routines and and make them feel like they're kind of out of balance right before the playoffs at the same time I mean if their schedule is hard and you're putting them through the ringer and if they're feeling banged up and their legs are sore and they're they're not getting the recovery they need and they're feeling worn down well then absolutely you know pull some guys out here and there definitely pull back on their minutes but it's a balancing act for sure i think that's a tough decision for a coach um i think it's one he's kind of been kind of been struggling with almost as far as mm-hmm. who to play and when and he's trying to keep everyone involved sometimes and rotate the defensemen and do the 11 and 7 and he, it's just it's just his m.o. to do it that way and i mean you can't argue with him he's got the he's got the reins and the team's doing well so uh it's a balancing act for sure but i think You know, when you're coming down to the last few weeks here and there's only single digit games left is definitely when you start to think, okay, how can I pull back on these guys? And ultimately, I think you'd go and sit them down and talk to them in an honest situation. They're going to tell the media, hey, I want to play every game. But when you sit down and say, what do you want to do here in the next couple of weeks? What do you want? What do you want to see? How do you think you'll feel the best? What's going to give you the most confidence and jam going into game one and then take their opinion and work with that?
0: Yeah, no, that's that. That's really, really well put. I think you look at the schedule moving forward. Uh, I can't believe April's just around the corner. This is their final game of March, so they'll have eight left at Ottawa, home to Detroit, Columbus, at Boston, home to Montreal, at Florida, at Tampa, at the New York Rangers to finish off the season. The game I would circle right now, where I'm not playing my best team, obviously, is the second to last game. Penultimate game of the season against Tampa. I'm showing nothing, man. Like, Joseph Wall starting that game for me. I wouldn't even play Matthews. I wouldn't play Marner. Um, I would play as an American Hockey League roster as you could for that game. I don't think you want to show Tampa anything in terms of configurations. It is a game within the game come the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I do think there is a way to rest some of these guys down the stretch. Uh, okay, I get it. If they don't want to play these games, maybe you put them in the lineup, but you don't play them as often. I think the key here, obviously, to keep everybody you know fresh and healthy and, and ready to go for game one against Tampa. But number two, have them feeling good about themselves. And I get your point. You take them out, you miss one game. Uh, in In the sport of hockey, you miss one day. It feels like a long, long, long time. So I get it from that perspective, but I think there is a way for Sheldon Keefe to insulate these guys and make sure they don't play too much down the stretch here.
1: Yeah, and I think he'll do that Uh, to what degree is yet to be seen. That'll be his call, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I definitely agree that second-last game of the year. Right now, the Leafs have the ball in their court. They have beat the Tampa Bay Lightning this season. They have home ice advantage. They are ahead of them, and you know what? You watch a couple of Tampa games in recent weeks here. They come Mm -hmm. out, and they bang and crash and be physical and try to intimidate and dominate and everything else. Why give them the opportunity to do that in uh, the second last game of the year and have something wild and crazy happen and then have you know the Leafs team reeling on what they should do and how they should respond going into the playoffs? Why give them that opportunity? You got the reins right now; the ball's in your court. Go into that game one uh, with control, in a sense of the mentality of 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 how this series is setting up and when you have home ice and you beat the team in the regular season you're kind of set up to be a little bit in control and why give that away the second game of the season absolutely play wool give him his last yeah. um, game of the year barring any big injuries or big mishaps and and let some of those guys play in an hl game and and let the other guys kind of get their legs under them
0: who wouldn't play normally big minutes and and handle it that way i completely agree by the way, did you see the big cat last night? Andre Vasilevsky, a thirty-one save shadowed in Carolina against the Canes. That's why it doesn't really concern me what Tampa does in the regular season. They're just floating right along. I do think uh, second in the Atlantic Division is locked up. The Leafs have, you know, a game in hand so far right now, and they also have, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, difference in the in the point total as well. I think you look at the standings right now um, in the Atlantic Division. Toronto's five points up with two games in hand, and again, they have nine games remaining on the season. Seven for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it's going to be tough for the Bolts to uh, get there, to, to catch Toronto. And I think uh, when everything is solidified, they clinched the playoff spot the other night. Now it's about solidifying home ice. I think that's when you take the foot off the pedal just a tad. I'm not saying completely because I do agree in hockey, it's just a lot different than any other sport. You want to be feeling your best, playing your best. And most importantly, these guys want to play. Um, but I think you want to be as fresh as possible. And I think you'll see Tampa do the exact same thing down the stretch too.
1: Yeah, I do. I think that Tampa's shot at home ice is is done. I'm just going to call it. It's yeah. done. They're not going to go hammer down and expend themselves and risk XYZ happening by trying desperately to, to, to try and do something that's very unlikely. I think that ship has sailed. Um, are they still going to put in the effort? Of course. Are they still going to try? Yes. But as far as going an all in mentality and jumping into that playoff mentality, trying to catch home ice that they're not going to do that. They're going to start to uh, think more about the playoffs and what do we got to do for game one? Who do we got to rest? They're going to be in that same mentality. And I, they have a lot of experience doing that well. So whatever they've done in the past is exactly what they're going to do here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, uh, brought to you by our new friends over at Skip, we're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes. So maybe you take a Marner Assist tonight, you just never know. A portion of the proceeds from the initiative will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Starting today, using the promo code TLN15, that's TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app, you'll get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on an order. Again, the promo code is TLN15. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. And as someone who uses Skip, I can tell you there's tons of tremendous options to choose from these days. Skip is currently serving up game-time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great, Rosie, as we look forward to tonight's game. And uh, Nolachari won't play. What's your level of concern that there's more to this Achari injury than they're leading on? I know he came back for a couple games. I know he got banged up against Nashville. But no Nolachari tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: Yeah, I would think it's not a high level of concern yet, just based on the fact that if someone is banged up, um, you're going to give them the extra days to to rest. It's one of the luxuries of, of being in a position of ha- having you're in the playoffs and having home ice. I think it's all good. So um, I think imagine if something's bugging him and he went back to try it, that means that he's darn close to. Having it where it needs to be, and then maybe something was bugging them, or it's not quite that good. Okay, good. We need to take a guy to the lineup, anyways. We want to start mixing things up. By all means, take another day to rest, or, or a few days to rest, or whatever it takes. If guys are banged up, they're going to take this opportunity to, uh, to heal up and get some
0: rest. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. Yes. Hopefully, that's the key word right there. So no Nolichari for this one. 11-7 and seven for the Maple Leafs. Um, some other news and notes as well. Sheldon Keefe said Ryan O'Reilly likely will not play this weekend, although that hasn't been completely ruled out. What's the magic number of games you want to see O'Reilly play between uh, now and the end of the regular season? I'd like to see him play five um i think his legs
1: won't be as toast as say he's coming off a ankle sprain or broken leg or a bad knee or something like that it's going to take longer to get your leg muscles to respond to the the load you're going to put on him in the nhl and he's been able to to stay on his legs so it won't be that big of a shock coming back but timing wise and speed wise and power wise and just feeling yourself out there i'd like to see him get five games out of it and if he does i think will be very lucky because it doesn't seem like that long ago he shattered his finger and uh, you know i think it's his lower trigger finger there too where it's uh it's going to take some getting used to and you might have to do some different tape jobs or some different braces you're gonna have to dick around to feel comfortable and you don't want to be messing around with that game one of the playoffs
0: I was going to say, this has been pretty much best case scenario for the Toronto Leafs. Like, if you do recall, O'Reilly goes down. It was like doom and gloom time. It's like, why can't the Leafs have anything nice? I think I came on the air and, and said the, those exact words. And now you move forward, like a couple of weeks has breezed by. It sounds like he's doing better. I think the fortunate news too, like it's his hands. So cardio is not going to be something that he has to deal with. I'm sure he's been skating on a daily basis. It's all about that shot. How's it going to look? you know with the broken finger with the recovery with the surgery here but like that's the fortunate part about this whole thing is that he's been able to skate and I think it's great that he's gonna get a couple games in like he started skating like last week right well with the team at least yeah
1: yeah it's nice um I thought that time wise time wise and I think he had some surgery on it it's just like man that's gonna be six weeks that puts um kind of right at the start of playoffs and you know, yeah. they, they heal quickly these days. I You know, they open up casts and do electrolysis, something rather, through stim, through a, everything they can do. Um, you know, science is at their disposal, and the Leafs make no qualms about spending as much money as, as humanly possible if it's justified in, in helping out their players. So I imagine he's been getting the best of the best care, and he's healed up well. He's young and healthy, and it's just nice that he's ready to go, and we don't have to throw him in game two of the – of the uh, of the playoffs and hopefully just say good luck with it. I know you haven't touched the ice in six, seven weeks, but uh, here you go. The most intense thing you could ask for is the first few games of the first round of the playoffs every single year. So it's definitely nice. He uh, he gets in there and I'm hoping if he can get five games out of it, we'll forget that he was even hurt pre playoffs.
0: We love the fact daddy here on the show. We also love Luke Shen, Rosie. uh, Great to report. We're sitting down with Luke what tomorrow and the interview is going to play on Friday on the show.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's going to come on and uh, yeah, we'll pick his brain a little bit. I know we'll probably yeah. get some uh, some good token answers some out of that PC guy. He's well answers. media trained and everything, but we'll see <laughs> if we can pry something out of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see what we can do. So Luke Shen is coming up later on this week. Looking forward to that interview. The second time Luke will guest on the show. The last time, Jay Rosehill predicted that Luke would be a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So surely we will follow up on that. By the way, uh, Ilya Samsonov said the time away from the ice has also helped with his injury. He says he's 100%. And he had a a baby boy named Miroslav. Like they can't think of any other names, I guess, in Russia. It's always like Miroslav or Sergei. Mural. Mural
1: Muroslav. Yeah. That's awesome. Sick name. Congrats to them. I love that name. Yeah, First kid, I think, too. So that's exciting for them, obviously. And nice to get that whirlwind behind him and get settled. Hopefully they have some people giving uh, his wife some help there so he can focus on hockey. But uh, exciting time hockey aside for a a first-time dad and mom. That's pretty
0: sweet. I love the chat. And I guess uh, Michael Gallus is a new listener and watcher to the show. (laughs) Just writes in the chat, holy eyebrow, Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! (laughs) dude that's like the best thing is like people like you have thick eyebrows like it's like thanks dude like I I know
1: that pies on in you right
0: yeah exactly pretty much uh so uh Michael welcome to the show thanks so much for listening the chat is on fire a lot of conversation about TJ Brody we're gonna get to that and uh last but not least Eric Gustafson remains away from the team due to personal reasons so again not playing tonight 11 and 7 for the Maple Leafs against the uh the florida panthers and many thanks to our friends at skip alex if you have the sound effect let's play it baby
1: did somebody say skip Ooh, that just we reminds me skip. of katie katie that's Who? all that brings me to you
0: katie perry Who? man oh katie oh yes yes yeah yeah how you could i forget that TV. every No, I I watch a shit ton of TV. That's a great reference, Rosie, because that commercial plays 8,000 times and I'll never get enough of it. So yeah, shout out to Katy Perry. Maybe one day she'll come on Leafs Morning Take because now we're both associated with Skip, right?
1: It better not be when I'm at work because I need to be part of that one.
0: I actually try to, to book the best guests when Rosie's at work just to let him know what he's missing here on Leafs Morning Take. So congratulations, know. Rosie. All right, so perfect segue. You see on your screen right there, Rosie Tweets. It's uh, soon to be an award-winning segment here on Leafs Morning Take. <sighs> Essentially what I do, I pull tweets from Rosie's Twitter. We put them on the screen and ask him what the fuck he was thinking when he tweeted that. So without further ado, <laughs> Alex, the, the first tweet, please. Throw that Read it out, out, out for here. us.
1: Paul throwing that body around a little bit. I hope he does it a lot in the postseason Cause it appears that he'll be playing. Yeah. Fuck. With the eye roll. Well, yeah.
0: With the eye roll. Yeah.
1: Well, that was during a time where they are rotating defensemen, except they're hardly even rotating him. I mean, Shanner's trying to get back in some games after just getting the ring around during the trade deadline and he wants to get his boots under him and Hall's just a staple to the bloody lineup and doesn't, accomplish a whole lot he's been solid lately I'm not going to bash him he's been solid but uh, absolutely destroyed someone in front of the penalty box there and I mean if you're going to play against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round of playoffs which is the most physical one in my opinion they that guy's got to be banging bodies and uh, it was just nice to see it and I had to kind of touch on the fact that it looks like he's going to be playing every game without question.
0: Yeah, and the eye roll, I think, makes the tweet. I thought it was a really good executed tweet. You put it out there with conviction and passion, and I I honestly thought one of your best breakdowns of the season so far, I think it was the game after they acquired Luke Shen, uh, Justin Hall got in a fight. Was it the the Ryan Nugent Hopkins scrap, and you're like, all of a sudden, Justin Hall thinks he's tough and he's trying to hit people? (laughs) Ha! Well, I wasn't
1: very happy because he hadn't done it all year long. Luke Shen gets traded there and all of a sudden, oh, is this to replace me? I guess I'll start throwing the body around again. It's like, why weren't you doing that for your team in the first place, dude? You shouldn't even be in that position. And then he just proves that he's perfectly capable of doing it minus the fighting that was a little ugly but uh uh, anytime a guy sheds his gloves and shows up i'm always uh a big supporter of that person i will never knock him down but yeah the fight didn't go his way but the fact he's throwing the body around shows that he can do it
0: so we got a second tweet and with it comes a video so we're going to show the tweet first and then the video so without further ado alex let's see the second tweet there it is read it rosie
1: I want to watch this Boston game, but I don't know if I can handle Jack Edwards for two straight hours.
0: Okay, so here's the uh, subsequent video that comes with this tweet. Oh, there's another tweet first.
1: (laughs) If you have the video of him saying, a 30-goal scorer against a career (laughs) hatchet, man. I was like, I don't even know what that means, Jack, you dick.
0: There it is. It's on the screen right there. Alex, are we able to play it by chance? I guess not. No, we're unable to play it. But yeah, he pretty much chirps you, which I think is hilarious. We'll get the video. I have it on my computer. And it's so Jack Edwards. And I'm I'm sure players tune it out by this point in time. And I think you had every reason to hate the guy to begin with. But like just has no respect for, for anybody not Boston, you know?
1: Yeah, he, he's the all-time biggest homer, and that's fine. I mean, if you're calling the game for that team, you're going to be a little biased towards that team. But he'll just, like, even if you watch a fight, like, the guy's just getting tuned, and he's just acting like nothing happens, and the guy makes a wild swing, and he goes, a huge right from the Boston guy. And it's like, yeah. Jack, we're watching the same thing as you, you moron. Like, <laughs> you don't have to be such a homer We're the point where, like, no one can even handle this guy anymore, but ah, he's stayed in his seat for quite a while, so he must be doing something right. But God, there's no bigger homer than that guy for sure.
0: It was actually in that fight that we just showed on the screen with Milan Lucic where, man, you, you're, you came out swinging with a, a deep, deep left and just no reaction from Edwards. Like I don't know what, what scrap he was watching, but you actually held on for dear, not, not even held on, Like you put up a good fight against Milan Lucic, who's a tough dude. I guess you're a pretty tough dude.
1: yeah i mean fuck you take him he's right i mean i am no i'm nowhere near the at that time whatever year that was is uh you know he's a valuable member of that team and i scrap him and get the boys fired up and put him in the box for five minutes that's a good trade for us no doubt but uh, career hatchet man (laughs) dug a little deep jack
0: i'm just gonna start saying welcome to least morning take with nick alberga and Career hatchet man (laughs) jay rosa
1: (laughs) yeah i'll take it okay (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's when you know you've made it. Jack Edwards chirps you in a scrap. You know you've made it to the National League. Anyways, let's get to the points bet wrap-up right now. The chat is hot and heavy, and uh, I owe Kevin a a depth of gratitude for, for firing things up in the chat today. Kevin writes in, what's going on with TJ Brody? Everyone has been ripping Riley pretty good, which is deserved, but nobody has been ripping Brody. To me, it seems like he hasn't been having a great season either respectfully I'm disagreeing I think TJ Brody has been like the one constant the one steady with this team all season long would you disagree with that Rosie I wouldn't I was trying to think
1: back to like what he's talking about I mean Riley's expectations are certainly higher than Brody's but um you know Brody's been moving the puck around he's been pretty solid defensively he's been you know a factor in the positive ways not really in the negatives has he had a couple of times during breakdowns and stuff like that of course they all have but his expectations aren't as high as uh as Morgan Riley's are. And I think that he's kind of been keeping that decor uh, pretty tight knit and and been decently solid back there. So I don't have huge qualms like he does, but maybe he's an expert.
0: Super strict nine rates. And did Rosie know or play with Rob Zepp when he was in Philly?
1: Yeah, I did. Zepper. He was like the oldest guy yeah. ever and the nicest guy ever, too. <laughs> but uh He's, yeah, he yeah. was uh, he was our goaltender for a while. He was battling injuries and everything, and kind of his last year in North America was with us. He was a good shit. He
0: said, I grew up with Zepp, played on the same AAA team. So there you have it. There's your answer, Jay Rosell. Uh, played with him. What else we got here in the chat, man? Everybody's talking about Brody. Uh, James Baxter writing Brody as head coach, Sheldon Keefe's security blanket. I tend to agree with that. He's really, really responsible. Like, TJ Brody is a guy who's not going to shine offensively. I think his last goal actually came on New Year's Eve against the Colorado Avalanche. But, like, he's a guy I just don't notice out there, which is a good thing for a defenseman, Rosie. If I don't notice you or talk about you, it's a great thing. And I I give rave reviews, you know, in a couple years of seeing TJ Brody on the back end. I understand why they loved him in Calgary, man. Like, he's he's never a guy I noticed, which I love from a defenseman.
1: Yeah, I remember playing pro my first couple years in the American League uh, as to being a defenseman and talking to the D coaches. And he's like, that's a solid game, Rosie. And I was like, I didn't fucking really do anything. I didn't have any big pizzazz or did anything massive. And he goes, dude, if you're going to be a defenseman the way you're going to be a defenseman, if I don't notice you, that means you had a good game. It means you just kept the puck up to the forwards. Mm-hmm. You got out of your zone. You cleared it. You weren't scrambling. You were always in position. It was a boring, solid game, and that's what TJ Brody brings, and and he's pretty good at it. And I mean, you're not going to see him do anything Kale McCarr like. So if you're expecting every guy on the roster to to do those types of things, you need other types of defense. And sometimes it's not always that flashy, and it doesn't uh, doesn't shine off the page the way other defensemen do. But you need those guys to just to be rock solid.
0: Mr. Sam Films Portno rates in uh, TJ Brody is plus 11 with 11 points on the season. He's doing fine, can do better, but he is solid. I agree with that. I think TJ Brody's been fine. The least of my concerns as we head into the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I, I still can't get over Michael Gallis and Holy Eyebrow Batman. Uh, you win today's chat uh, without questions. <laughs> so Rosie, we get set for tonight's game. Colin also writes in looking for a wild Bill goal tonight. Willie Nylander has scored against the Florida Panthers. I like the value in that play as well as we get set for the Leafs and Panthers. And again, to dovetail everything, I, I love the opportunity to bury a team that's been a thorn in your side the last couple of years, wins the President's Trophy last year. The Panthers are reeling. They make that big-time trade. You know Matthew Kachuk's going to be motivated. A game in Canada against Toronto, against the Maple Leafs. Uh, but I, I want the Leafs to bury them tonight. Let's see it.
1: Yeah, I think when they say... You're playing spoiler. You're playing spoiler. Like if you're a shit team that hasn't that's way out of the playoff picture, and you're you're up against a team, and you're trying to play spoiler. I never really got that. People aren't like, man, I take pride in ruining their season. Like, no. But if you're a team that's in the position of the Maple Leafs and you're trying to get yourself ready for the playoffs and continue to play. Then that type of spoiler of, Hey, you guys are trying to in. Well, like you and you bury them and, and wreck their season and said, well, you should have done better. And it just gives you a little bit of step on the podium. It leaves, leaves you an opportunity to, to feel high and good about yourself just because you're putting those building blocks together. Everything you want to do this time of year, you want it to be positive. You want to start to gaining, gain momentum going into those mm-hmm. playoffs and knocking off the, the, Florida Panthers tonight would be a great way to uh take a positive step.
0: And lastly, if you haven't done so already, make sure to go check out my interview with Bruce Pujo yesterday. I had some great comments on Matthew Nye. So at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can check that out. Uh we'll leave it at that for today. After tonight, eight games remaining in the regular season. It's getting serious in a hurry here as we move forward to the month, uh the month of April, excuse me, and then eventually to round one against Tampa Bay Light and the Leafs trying to solidify second in the Atlantic Division and home ice. So we'll talk tomorrow, Rosie. Great job, bud.
1: Okay, right on. We'll see how she goes
0: tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. That's Jay Rose. So many thanks to producer Alex and everybody in the chat for bringing the heat once again. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care.